Hi again, everybody. I'm Dan Horde, and thanks for downloading the Bengals Booth Podcast. The feels like the first time edition as we take an in-depth look at the Bengals' first ever win, albeit in a game that doesn't count, under new head coach Zach Taylor. Coming up, you'll hear radio replays from the game, locker room comments from players and coaches, and Dave Lapham will join me for post-game analysis. Plus, in this week's Fun Facts conversation, it's one of the greatest and most popular Bengals of all time, wide receiver Chad Johnson. All of that is straight ahead, but first, here's a quick reminder that you can have the latest edition of this podcast delivered right to your phone, tablet, or computer by subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or Podbean. It's the greatest invention since blackout curtains. I have something in common with Dracula. I have a hard time sleeping if there's light in the room. It could be a bright alarm clock or a street lamp position just so outside the window, but I like a room that's as dark as the bottom of a well. So, when I get home really late from a road trip, with the intention of sleeping in, only to be foiled by sunlight streaming into my bedroom, it's time to purchase blackout curtains. Now let's get to football. The start of Thursday's game in Washington was like a Three Stooges comedy. There were seven penalties called on the first seven plays. It was uglier than my ninth grade class photo, which I will not be sharing on a throwback Thursday. But it looked like the flag fest was going to help the Bengals. Two 15-yard penalties on the man who jumps over bulls, Josh Norman, look it up, gave the Bengals the ball in the red zone. But it was the Redskins that scored. From the 11, Dalton's back to throw. His pass batted at the line of scrimmage and intercepted at the five-yard line. Running it back down the near sideline and headed toward the house is Monte Nicholson. He's going to score a pick six that goes 96 yards. Wow. Dustin Hopkins missed the extra point and later missed a 50-yard field goal. At the end of the first quarter, it was 6-0 Washington. After Andy Dalton was in for the first three drives, rookie Ryan Finley took over at quarterback and promptly drove the Bengals right down the field. He went 8-for-8 on a 12-play, 93-yard touchdown drive. Auden Tate and Drew Sample out to the left. Wouldn't be surprised to see the Bengals trying to get it to Auden Tate in the red zone from the five-yard line. Finley throws for Sample, makes the catch, and takes it into the end zone for his first NFL touchdown. Beat Craig Reynolds, a little bunch formation, and the Washington Redskins, as the bunch formation unfolded, they forgot all about Sample. Drew Sample struggled in his preseason debut last week, but found the end zone in week two. You know, it was just surreal. You know, it's kind of just, uh, you know, they called the play in the huddle, and, you know, I know there was a chance that it was coming to me. So, you know, just ran my route. Ryan threw a perfect ball and in the end zone, and it was just everything, you know, that I hoped it would be. Um, and then, you know, it was over just like that, back on the sideline, back in the game. So, um, no, it was it was it was awesome. Um, it was exciting to kind of get the first one, um, but no, it was it was really fun. We're talking to Drew Sample. A couple of tight ends were out tonight in concussion protocol. Tyler Eifert was out there for one snap. So you were one of the tight ends that got a ton of reps tonight in your position as a rookie, trying to adjust to the NFL. Is that a good thing? Definitely. You know, um, you know, being able to 
I mean, play every special teams, play on offense as much as they can. Um, you know, it's definitely just, you know, getting used to it, getting used to, you know, different plays, just the rhythm of the game. I think it was, I think it's definitely um, invaluable, and I was glad I was able to do it because, you know, I need as many, you know, reps as I can get. So um, I think it was good. Randy Bullock's extra point was wide right, and the game was tied at six. In the second quarter, the Redskins turned to their rookie quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, who threw 50 touchdown passes last year at Ohio State. Dwayne Haskins, the 15th pick in the draft, waits for a shotgun snap. He has the ball. Looking left. Cocks the arm. Throws it deep. It is caught at the Bengals' 15-yard line. It's going to be a 55-yard touchdown to Robert Davis. He had a 45-yard touchdown catch last week against the Cleveland Browns. He's got a 55-yarder against the Cincinnati Bengals. Haskins' long TD pass gave Washington a 13-6 halftime lead, but in the second half, the Bengals sacked him three times. Third down and eight for the Redskins. They're at their own 22-yard line, leading by seven. High shotgun snap caught by Haskins. Oh. He gets hit from behind by Willis. The ball rolls forward. The Bengals scoop it up as... We wait to find out if it's a fumble or an incompletion. The no Bengals signal. are celebrating. No Kerry Wynn sprinting toward the sideline to scoop it up at the 25-yard line. Cincinnati capitalized on the takeaway. Ryan Finley catches a shotgun snap. Fires a slant. Nice. It is caught for a touchdown nice. by Auden Tate. That tied the game at 13. Here's Auden Tate on his touchdown. Just getting inside the defending and, you know, just putting your body in between him and the ball and just making a catch. You know, like I said, just trusting the quarterback, you know, giving me the opportunity and just making it. Is that a, a special moment getting it in the end zone here? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I ain't scored since last year preseason first game, so, you know, it's definitely feel good to get back in there, definitely. Finley finished 20 for 26 for 150 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, and a passer rating of 115.9. I felt really good. I thought um, we just moved the ball really well on uh, some of the drives that I got to be in there and thought we were really balanced and I thought uh, Jordan ran the ball great um, and guys just made guys just made plays. I thought, uh, thought Drew Sample had some awesome catches. It was fun to get him his first touchdown um, and then Tate just a big body play in the end zone too. So um, it was fun. In two preseason games, Finley has completed 75% of his throws, tossed three touchdown passes, and has a passer rating of 102.4. Here's Alex Erickson. You know, he's got a lot of poise. He's a gamer. He, um, he's got that savviness about him. Uh, he's got that, that calm, you know, collective way about him, and uh, it showed tonight. And He went out there, and he commanded the huddle. He commanded the drives, and we were able to drive down the field and, and, and score some points with him at the helm. So it's always good to see that, um, just especially a young guy coming in and, um, it's hard, man. It's hard. It's hard to do that, and he's he's done a heck of a job, and um, it's been fun watching him grow and develop. And um, it's, you know, it's only going to get better. With a score tied at 13 in the fourth quarter, the Bengals blew a chance to take the lead when rookie kicker Tristan Vizcano missed a 46-yard field goal try. But he got a chance to redeem himself the next time the Bengals got the ball. So Tristan Vizcano attempting a 57-yard field goal in hopes of giving the Bengals a fourth quarter lead with eight minutes and 14 seconds to go. Kevin Huber, right knee on the ground, waits for the snap, extends the right hand, puts the ball down, Vizcano's kick, oh. it has the distance, oh. and it is good! Oh, Tristan Vizcano <laughs> from 57 yards away gives the Bengals a three-point lead with eight minutes and nine seconds left.
did you know you would be given the opportunity from that range? Um, I hoped that I would. You know, after I missed the one before, I wasn't sure if they were, you know, going to have the confidence in me to send me back out there. But I definitely wanted the opportunity, and you know, I'm thankful that they they gave me a shot and let me let me go swing and put it up. So yeah. Tristan Vizcano is our guest. According to your bio, your longest in college was 44. Was that accurate? Uh, I don't know, maybe 44, some, somewhere around there, yeah. What's the longest one you've made in practice? Um, and in practice here? Practice anywhere. Um, I've hit a 70-yarder before, but, I mean, I, one time. Um, anywhere in that range, 60 to 70. If, hit somewhere at some point in time. Well, go back to the one you missed, that 46-yarder. You had plenty of distance but pushed it a little bit to the right. As you come off the field after that, are you thinking, man, I just hope I get another shot? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, just wanted uh, a little redemption and was hoping that I'd get an opportunity, and I did. So, yeah, it worked out. But, yeah, I just, just wanted another chance. Leading 16-13, the Bengals' defense forced a three-and-out to get the ball right back and Alex Erickson put the game away. Here comes the punt from Tressway. He's punted a lot. Very, very high. Erickson will try to return from the 25-yard line. Veering toward the near sideline at the 30, 35, 40, to the 50. Come on, in Alex. the Redskins territory. Come on, Alex. Breaks a tackle. Oh, baby. And there he goes. Oh. No flags on the field as Alex Erickson goes 75 yards for a punt return touchdown. Unbelievable. Describe what you saw after catching that ball. Well, he was booming him all night, um, so I knew I was going to get a chance, and we had a good play called on, and I was able to get around the corner, and uh, the guys obviously set up a great wall. I was able to cut back and uh, get to the house. You had one in your first NFL preseason yeah. game. You've come close since, yeah. but have not taken one to the house since. Yeah. It's a good feeling, I'm sure. Yeah, it just just shows how hard it is, you know. <laughs> um, just never take it for granted, I guess, no matter if it's in the first quarter of week whatever or the fourth quarter of preseason game too I guess it's all it's all the same if you're gonna be out there you might as well give it your all and uh, make a play and uh, we're able to do that and it ended up being a big play in the game obviously where we're at and um, I know it's just a preseason but we're trying to win every single game we're trying to we're trying to build a winning culture here and um, the only way to do that is by winning games so it, it was good to get the W tonight and um, you know sometimes it's all the phases and uh, special teams showed up big big tonight and um, it helped us win the, win the game. The final score, Cincinnati 23, Washington 13. Dave Lapham spoke to Zach Taylor shortly after his first unofficial win as a head coach. Did you feel like uh, there, was stri there was strides made from game one to game two? I know you, you wanted to see if guys could um, basically work through adjustments after week one and, and show those coaching adjustments in week two. Did you feel like that occurred for the most part? Especially on defense. You know, they held them to seven points. It was a big third down play where they got a big play on us, but um, otherwise they scored on the pick six. And so I thought our defense really stepped up and was physical and the attention to detail was better. Special teams did a good job. You know, I think they affected the way game in a positive way. Uh, we just got to start faster on offense. But I was proud of the way that the unit responded in the second half. We're down, we're down seven points, and we came back and, and uh, shut them out and, and got a lot of points on the board. That's how we want to finish. Ryan Finley, 10 for 10 to start the first, 9 for 9 tonight before he had an incompletion. He seems to have that innate feel, you know, in the pocket, when to move and how to move, and some guys have it, some guys don't. It's just a knack, isn't it? Yeah, I think he's starting to hit his groove a little bit. You know, he feels confidence in the offense, and things are slowing down for him, and um, he, he's – 
he was playing well in the games. That's important for a quarterback. That's important for any position. But, um, you know, he, he's playing with a lot of confidence right now. That's good to see. What about Michael Jordan? I know you obviously weren't watching Michael Jordan, but he seemed to have quit, him, quit himself pretty well. I mean, it doesn't seem too big for him out there. No, it doesn't. You know, he's, he's played at a big school, played in some big games. It has not been too big for him yet. Uh, the consistency is improving from week to week. And so um, be interested to watch the tape and see how those guys played as a whole. Drew Sample and Pratt both, I thought, whew, big jump from week one to week two. Shouldn't be surprising. You know, the first one, you're kind of getting the jitters out a little bit. You get winded very quickly because you're nervous and things are coming fast at you. So they get a chance to rebound this week, and I thought both of them stepped up from what I saw. Here are some final numbers. The Bengals outgained the Redskins 335 to 212, had 19 first downs to only eight for Washington, and controlled the clock for 36 and a half minutes. Time for some post-game analysis from Lap, and we begin with the two special teams plays in the fourth quarter that gave Cincinnati the win. Both of them are special, special teams plays. Special teams wasn't very special last week. This week, they didn't start off well, missed some kicks, as did the Redskins. But when the game was on the line, Vizcano drilled one, 57. I mean, anytime you hit 57, I don't care what level of football preseason, regular season, postseason, high school, peewee. I mean, that's that's special. And Alex Erickson is just a gamer. I mean, he makes plays that need to be made to, to win football games. That's what that's what he's all about. I thought special teams and defense really were the big story of the night. Going into the game, Alex Erickson was going to handle some putt returns. Darius Phillips was originally set to handle the rest. Darius Phillips suffered an injury, so Alex Erickson handled them all, and he did not play it safe, Lap. He kept returning punt after punt. He did. I mean, he's uh, that's just the way that's just the way he is. I mean, once he gets in the game, those competitive juices start flowing and, and he wants to uh, he wants to do everything he can to help his football team, you know, win a football game. And um, I, I think Darren Simmons is probably in a way happy because he gets to evaluate a lot of young guys in, in their ability to block and understand the concepts of what he's trying to do with blocking patterns on special teams, but certainly don't want to get Alex Erickson nicked up, that's for sure. Alex Erickson said he thought it was important to win. That's why he kept returning those sure. punts. He wanted to give Zach Taylor a victory as an NFL head coach, and although it doesn't go in the record books, he does get a win in his second preseason game. Let's talk about the defense. They held the Redskins to eight first downs. They were strong. I mean, I thought that, uh, you know, the defensive front, even without some of the frontline players, put consistent pressure on the quarterback. I thought linebackers stepped up. I thought Pratt played a lot better than he played in the first preseason game. I thought Sample did, you know, offensively as well. And I thought Finley, you know, put together back-to-back weeks. So, you know, the the rookies, they're, they're all stepping up and showing that they belong in the league. Overall, Dan, I mean, the Bengals dominated the game. They had a more than 13-minute time of possession advantage and more than 22-snap advantage. But, again, you know, there were some issues with uh, penalties and turnovers and things of that nature that need to be cleaned up. But um, I thought it was a, a step forward from week one to week two, but still miles to go before they rest. And I just wish the officials would keep their flags in their pockets for a while. Let's follow up on Ryan Finley. 20 for 26, 150 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, a passer rating of 115.9. And when you talk to his teammates, the thing that everybody starts with is his composure, his calm, typically not what you expect out of a rookie in his second preseason game. Yeah, I mean, I thought we talked about, you know, uh, during training camp, balance between being too cool for school and being have a little sense of urgency let's pick the tempo up I think he's found that balance 
and I think that you know he is he nothing flusters him. He doesn't get rattled. The thing I like about him too, he seems to have that sixth sense in the pocket, the eyes in the back of the head, just just knows when to sidestep, step up. I mean, some guys have a knack, some guys don't. He seems to have a knack for that, and uh, you know he's not a stiff getting out of pocket. I mean, he showed at the end of the half when he spun out and bought some more time, then zigzag back across the football field that he's got a little dipsy do to him as well. So I thought he played well. I thought Driscoll played well too. I mean, Driscoll showed his speed on that 13-yard run, knife in between a couple of guys. He threw a great deep ball that didn't work out, but it wasn't because of his, you know, his lack of effort. I mean, they're they're very fortunate. There's there's some competitions going on that are pretty stout. The wide receiver position, Damian Willis had his a best game out of two. He had a touchdown catch negated by offensive pass interference, and Auden Tate got into the end zone for the first time since his very first preseason game last year. Yeah, and these these young receivers, you know, it's been talked about all, all training camp with A.J. Green and John Ross out. All these young guys are going to get a lot of opportunity. And the thing is, they're all of the, of the mentality that they love football, they want to get better, they want to be coached, and they're improving, you know. And uh, the wide receiver room, I know Bob McNell in conversation with him, he loves it. He loves everybody's attitude. Everybody's pulling for each other. Everybody's getting each other better. And uh, there's going to be some decisions to be made there, too. I mean, there's some good competitions going on. And then when A.J. Green and John Ross come back, man, they're going to be, you know, that much better for it. Up next, the first preseason home game coming up next Thursday night against the New York Giants. Now time for this week's Fun Facts segment, and we're dipping into the archives for a conversation with one of the Bengals' all-time best and most popular players. Back when I was a sports anchor at Fox 19, I hosted a segment every Sunday night during the football season called Chad's Corner with the one and only Chad Johnson. We started doing it before his career really took off and didn't pay him all that much. Once he became a superstar, his agent demanded a much higher fee that the station couldn't afford. But Chad said, nope, these guys were with me from the beginning and I'll keep doing it for the same amount. I loved watching him play and always enjoyed our conversations, including this one on the sideline of Paul Brown Stadium back in 2015. Time for some fun facts with an old friend, the Bengals' all-time leader in receptions, receiving yards, and touchdown catches, number 85, Chad Johnson. Chad, when you came back to town, the first thing you tweeted out was, it's good to be home. Do you feel that way about Cincinnati? Yeah, most definitely. Always have. You know, anytime you, um, when I, I mean, they welcome me with open arms, and that's, that's really all I know. Cincinnati is all I knew besides my birthplace, so I consider it home. Do you think you made Cincinnati cool at the height of your fame? Um, I made it okay to be a to be a fan. I made it okay to wear your Bengals stuff outside of the city of Cincinnati. You know, at a time when it was really bad. You know, I would like to think I I, I breathed life back into the city. You know, I, I don't think I helped get us to where we are now, but I just made the game fun. I made it okay to pay your money and sit out here at one o'clock every Sunday and just make it fun again. We're doing fun facts with Chad Johnson. This is the 10th anniversary of the 2005 team. One of the most entertaining teams, certainly in Bengals history, if not NFL history. And that was the year of the checklist. It was the year of the end zone celebrations. When I say 05 to 85, what comes to mind? Fun, consistency, entertainment. I was all of those wrapped in one, week in and week out. 
One of the most fun things that I've ever had the opportunity to do as a broadcaster was host Chad's Corner back when I was working for Fox 19 and you were playing with the Bengals because I felt like I was on the ground floor just as it started to take off. As your stardom started to grow back then, did you worry about other guys being jealous of it? No. There would be no reason to because I was... My personality, I was I was a loving person, though. What's there to be jealous of? You know, I'm approachable. I'm one who can communicate with everybody. I'm one who can relate to everybody, regardless of what level you're on, wherever you come from. There was really nothing to hate. And that lovable side continues to this day. You've got 3.5 million followers on Twitter. You typically tell all of them you love them on a daily basis. What do you get out of Twitter? Um, just a voice. On my own voice, my own platform. Say whatever I feel is on my mind. That's it. You know, so just just fun. It's fun. Chad, I had to look it up to remember that your first two years with the Bengals were pre-Marvin Lewis. I almost forgot yeah. that you were with Dick LeBeau, LeBeau for two yeah. years before Marvin arrived. Yeah, that was fun. LeBeau was cool, man. LeBeau was really cool. How are you and Marvin these days? Really good. I still bother him all the time. Still text him all the time. <laughs> sure it gets aggravating. Because when I text, I text 4 or 5 in the morning. Same way I did when I was playing. Nothing changed. You and I relationship, nothing changed. Same way. After 10 years and 6 Pro Bowls with the Bengals, you went to New England for that one season. You got to the Super Bowl. Didn't have the statistics we were accustomed to seeing in Cincinnati. Do you look back at that year fondly? Uh, it was cool. I enjoyed it. You know, uh, being there, seeing how that that entity itself is run you know why they're successful every year and it was, it was fun as far as the production understanding that if you think about it the type of you know an outside receiver like myself a dominant outside receiver I mean the offense didn't really fit me well you know even with it being Tom Brady as a quarterback if you think about their offense it's run from the inside out for the slot guys, for the tight ends, you know, and their third option to me, if, if you pay attention to that offense and really dissect it, the third option is the tailback out the backfield. Then the receiver, unless your last name is Mar Moss, which I'm not Randy Moss, you know, you're expendable. So, you know, you, you, I really wasn't needed, and, uh, but I did enjoy it. I enjoyed my time there. I enjoyed Tom. I enjoyed Bill. I, I enjoyed the entire organization, and I enjoyed it. Chad, a lot of people that care about you, myself included, wondered how you would be when football was over. You seem very happy to me. Yeah. I played a long time. Not only did I play a long time, I played a long time and I did it my way. You know, I didn't conform to the way society or the NFL gods felt I should have been. You know, it's funny that I got to this point in life and all of a sudden I'm supposed to change everything about myself you know and, and I always thought to myself where were you guys when I was in high school where were you when I was in junior high or playing in little league you know and all of a sudden I get to this point now you're telling me how I'm supposed to play football because of the money and the funny thing about it I never played for the money which is why I was always giving it away you know and so I played long and I did it my way so there's really nothing to miss except maybe I, I didn't get a ring but ooh, there's a lot of people that played and didn't get a ring but enough is enough I'm at peace Big time. You're getting involved in the cigar business now. Love cigars. Man. But this is interesting to me because you're not putting your name on something for somebody else with money. Right. You're getting into this. Yeah. You've been to the Dominican Republic. Probably. You want to do it right. Right. I, I want to, those that have been in the, the cigar game for years, those that have 
entities that are passing down from generation to generation. I want them to take me serious and, and see the see the growth and how serious I am about making an quality cigar. And that was the whole point of me going to the DR and learning how cigars are made instead of me just buying the finished product, which I've always done all these years. So now that I got my understanding together, I did my homework, I'm coming out with my own line. 85 cigars. 85 cigars. You and my nine-year-old son, Sam, have something in common. You are both obsessed with FIFA on EA Sports. <laughs> and you've actually been showing up at people's houses randomly yeah. to take them on? Yeah, I've been doing that for a while, for a couple of years now, now that I've been free. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun beating someone in their house and also raiding their refrigerator. <laughs> but just the, the fact of being able to do the, the walk in someone's house, go in their refrigerator, and beat them at their game that they felt they were good at, crisis it's really good to see you thanks for the memories yeah. always uh hope you feel welcome when you come back to cincinnati yeah. always always do man it's been love man everywhere i went like love like literally the jersey they're still wearing the jersey like that's dope <laughs> that's really dope if you like cigars you should check out 85cigars.com and or follow 85cigars on twitter last week they gave out some free tickets to the Bengals-Redskins game, so you never know what you might be able to win. That's going to do it for this edition of the podcast. If you haven't done so already, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or Podbean. And if you have a minute, please give it a rating or leave a comment. Your feedback's always helpful, and those five-star ratings help more Bengals fans find this podcast. I'm Dan Horde. Thank you for listening to the Bengals Booth podcast. <laughs>